This podcast is made possible by an almost generous contribution from Mike Bradner, Injury Attorneys. Hurt in a wreck? What the heck? Call the big guy, Mike Bradner, 504-345-1111. And it's time for another podcast episode of Tell Me What You Really Think with our star, attorney Mike Bradner. I'm Spud McConnell, your host, here to guide you through the complexities of Mike Bradner's thinking process. So let's find out, what does Mike Bradner really think? Time for another episode of Tell Me What You Really Think with Golfer Par Excellence. Do you own any other shirts there, Mike, besides golf shirts? I mean, I've never seen you. I wear them because I sweat so much. So the... uh during the summer when it's hot, I'll wear golf shirts just because it's like a dry fit material. I used to wear, I mean, look, typical Catholic school boy. I used to wear like the polo shirts, you know, with the, that fabric, the cotton or whatever. It was kind yeah. of heavyweight with a mock. Yeah, I know. I, I have some underneath. And, it's hot. You yeah, know what I wear? These things are lightweight. Every, everybody's selling them now. Well, I can't find none to fit me. But, uh-huh. you know, because I'm big boned. But well, I, so am I. Dude, one of my legs is bigger than you. So, don't, you know. Yeah, but how much bone <laughs> how much is bone <laughs> sorry i was like how much is bone <laughs> lots of it i'm big boned that's why i just said that anyway um, no i you know what though i at, at my house when i get home uh-huh. i take off my shirt i'm in my undershirt you know period yeah. end of story somebody i always have like my wife bitches at me because i leave a shirt hanging on the dining room ch- door on a, on a chair in the yeah. dining room because you got to pass that to get to the front door so if somebody rings the doorbell I go pick up and put my shirt on to go ring the door. You know, so who's there? Right. You know? Otherwise, and if it's family, screw you. I'm in my undershirt. I wear yeah. V-neck undershirts, and the pits are probably stained. I don't care because it's hot, and I'm big-boned, and I'm old, and I don't really care to impress people anymore. <laughs> so there. So well, there but, you but you, Well, I mean, where can I find a shirt like that? You, those I got some... these when I was in Florida. Um, yeah, I got them when I was in Florida. They just had them. Um, it's it, it's like a knit shirt, but it's like a super lightweight knit shirt. No, this is I mean because I got knit no, shirts. It's a, they call it a performance shirt. It, it's it's dry fit. This one's Southern Tide, but yeah, it's a uh, dry fit. I don't understand what dry fit. It just gets sucks it wicks up it wicks moisture. Oh, so like those drawers. Yeah, it's what like my drawers. Yeah. it's like workout shirts. You know the workout shirts. No, do I look like I work out? <laughs> no, but workout shirts. <laughs> yeah, they uh they they're it's like a dry fit material. So it it just it wicks the moisture away. It's not as hot. Yeah. Um, well, that's why Jack Boy used to wear those when uh, when he was playing football. You yeah. Know? I mean, when he was on in uniform, he's in a jock. But the rest of the time, he was just working out, doing the things. He wore those, and he wore them for a long time till he wore them out. Yeah, I mean, they last, like a, they last a good while. And um, the problem is, certain ones uh, they stain so easily. It's ridiculous. I find that everything stains real easily lately mm-hmm. you know that's why and look my hands shake i got this uh genetic condition it's not parkinson's it's called familial trimmings my right. dad had it real bad my brother martin i mean it's it's a cartoon trying to watch him try and light a cigar mm-hmm. i mean his hands are shaking all over the place but uh anyway that's so so far <laughs> off the path of what we were going to talk about uh because we always talk about serious stuff but end up laughing at it so now yeah. we need to talk about happy stuff and laugh at that. So, okay. 
I uh, I asked Mike before we started talking. You know, would it be a good subject to talk about what you would be if you weren't a lawyer? Like, what did you want to be? And you know, I'll go first. When I was a kid, when I was a little bitty kid, I wanted to be an actor because mm-hmm. they got all you know, they got yeah. the cool girls. But when I was older, I wanted to be a cop. And it's a good thing I'm not because I don't think I'd have the temperament for it. You right. Know? I, just, I, I, I don't want to say I have a bad temper, but I have a fairly quick temper. Mm-hmm. You know? right. And so I don't think I'd make a good cop. Me and a friend of mine in high school were going to join the Air Force and be air policemen and then get out and be sheriff's deputies. And my dad said, you're only 17, your ass is going to college, I ain't signing your paperwork for you to be in the Air Force. Because he probably looked at me and went, you're a pussy, you ain't going to make it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I would or wouldn't have. I mean, maybe I'd have washed out, I don't know. I had shin splints, so I could not run. I still, to this day, well, I can't run to this day because I got a knee that's messed up. Okay. But I could not run. I I have shin splints. I mean, I was a kid, I would run around and play all day like everybody else. And at night, I'd be crying. My legs hurt so bad. You know, my mom would rub, like, asper cream and whatever all that stuff was on it. It didn't make any difference. Yeah. So, like, high school, I, I could walk. I was a band weenie. I played the trombone and a, and a tuba. And I could walk all over the place. But if I had to run, forget about it. My legs would just collapse under me. So, I don't know what kind of cop I would have made doing that, too. Just, like, chasing the guy, the bad guy running away and go, I'm just going to put one in your ass. You know? I just I couldn't. So, it's a good thing I discovered uh, the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You know? So, I would not have been. I just don't think I would have been a good cop. You know? Which, you know, there you go. So, that, that's that's one of the things I wanted to be. What about you? What When you were a kid... Right. What was the first gig that interests you? Because I know it wasn't. Gee, I, I I wish I could represent people who get in car wrecks. Boy, that would be so. No, I, I didn't decide to be a lawyer until my senior. Well, my senior, my fourth year in uh, at LSU. I was gonna. I was on the. I wanted. So I have uncles that are doctors. I have that. Are, well, they're surgeons, and I have. Uh, my dad sells medical. My actually, my, my brother and my dad now sell medical equipment, mm-hmm. and I used to watch open heart surgeries because my dad would bring home the tapes of open heart surgery so he could learn about the stuff he sold and how they were using the surgery. So I used to sit down and watch them perform open heart surgeries because they're videotaping the surgery. I just and thought that, it was fun. And that made you want to be an actor in the Saw movies? Is that what? No, you're... I mean, so I, yeah, so I was doing that, and then when I went to LSU, I was pre med. Um, well, they didn't, they didn't really have pre-med. I was microbiology and zoology. Um, I did all the classes the fourth year when I decided to switch over um, and become a lawyer. I was taking organic chemistry lab, neuroscience, cell biology, um, all kind of stuff. So I, I took all the labs, the microzoology labs, I played with E. coli, you know, all that all that stuff dissected the animals and you know um, yeah, I, didn't do, I didn't do anything close to that yeah so then i was at uh i worked i worked in the i worked as a lobbyist in the capitol and then uh, you know and you looked at some people and went that guy doesn't have a heart because i know i've seen some hearts are no i got a different <laughs> idea of how politics works when i was doing that but um i talked to senator lentini oh yeah Lentini. yeah and uh and we just kind of spoke. He's like, what do you want to do? And I told him about that. He's like, you know, you really, because he saw me lobbying, whatever. 
He's like, you really should think about becoming a lawyer. And uh, when he said that, I started thinking about it and how much I like the lobby and I guess sell to people, if you want to call it that. Well, that's what it is. I talk, like, I, I, I call lawyers salesmen and lawyers get mad at me, but that's all we do. We sell our arguments to people and yeah. try to figure out the best way to do it. Well, everything is sales. I, know, I mean, but, on stage, when I'm doing stuff, I'm selling a person that I created on stage. But the problem is, is that lawyers get this, because they graduate from law school, they get this certain air about themselves and some think that they're it's not professional to say that they sell but you know they like oh we we just argue the facts and argue the law and everything else but no you don't because if you're <laughs> on a defense side and you're playing a side you're going to try to put you know coin the argument to go after your position yeah support your position um, well, look, it's they, just like I said, I mean, it's like my, my dad does for medical equipment, you know, he's putting together all the highlights and everything else. You don't really talk about the negative stuff. I mean, how many commercials do you have that talk about the negative things? Um, true about it. I mean, even, I even the pharmaceutical commercials are like, well, yeah, I was watching one last night. It's like, dude, this stuff will save your life, except it might kill you. Yeah. And, you know, and when your kidneys may fall out of your butt. Yeah, you know, notice how fast they say that. Yeah. They, done, yeah. you know, we'll cause limpness. We'll cause this, you know, but, um. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, anyway, I spoke to him, and he said, and when he said that, I thought about it, and I switched my major from uh, pre, well, microbiology and all that stuff to um, political science. I had already taken the, the that, the dental, um, to get into dental school, because my uncle's an oral surgeon. Dude, the biggest houses on my street were built by dentists. Yeah. You know, I mean, you ain't got to be no heart surgeon. You just fill cavities. I just, I had a, a filling just fell out of my mouth. I got to go get a tooth fixed. Yeah. You know, and it's like, dude, he's going to have a new Porsche when he gets through with my family. Jack <laughs> Boy's the only one in my family that doesn't have any, any my, cavities. Uh, um, my, um, what's he called? Orthodontist. I went to Jesuit and I knew him. We played ball together. But uh, I think all, well, at least two of the kids have that yeah two of the kids have bracelets bracelets braces jeez or hat or you know i think my son's gonna need them soon maybe but um that's what i told him i was like brian like i'm putting you kids through freaking college right now you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> oh yeah I mean, two of my kids had braces and one of them my oldest she has i don't know the i don't know the term for it but it and it runs in my wife's family of bad teeth i mean not strong teeth and the braces she was wearing was messing up her teeth. I mean, they were they were straightening them, but they were also putting a line in the middle, and they were starting to come roll out in the front. So he said, take the braces off, and we went and got her veneers. Because mm -hmm. it's like, if you sat through, well, when she was old enough, because if you sat through all this crap, you deserve some pretty teeth. So we went ahead to a cosmetic surgeon and got the, and took a while to pay for that. But uh, yeah. I tell you what, too, though, <laughs> My youngest needed braces because she had those teeth like that grow way up high. Mm -hmm. You see that, like the, the, and most of these, uh, not most, but a lot of uh, of of orthodontists, they'll just pull those teeth out and put braces in, and the next thing you know, you got a rat face. Don't let them do that. If you're listening, don't let them do that. Make them put the braces on the teeth and pull the teeth down. Because my my kid's smile now mm -hmm. is just beautiful. And I paid for it, but we didn't let them do that to her teeth. Right. And a lot of them just go, yeah, well, you know what? You don't wear braces very long. It's a whole lot quicker. 
but you're also squeezing their mouth together because there's supposed to be two extra teeth right up there, and they ain't there. Right. So, do that. No, I, I don't. I, I never needed braces. Um. So, any regrets about being a lawyer? Honestly, now what I would do if I had to do it all over again is to be a structural engineer and a contractor. Well, yeah, I guess so. Right now, the building. Well, stuff. I mean, no, I mean, just in general. Um, you know, back in the day, you had this. Well, I had this mindset. I don't know if other people did that. If you wanted to be successful, you'd be a lawyer or a doctor, you know. Um, but you, the more you look at it, I mean, the law profession's capped. You can only make a certain amount of money. I mean, it's just the way it is. More smart's only going to make a certain amount of money. And I'm just using him as an example because he's big. But, um, you know, you look at these other professions, uh, like even engineers and stuff like that, like the Shaw Group, well, they're no longer in existence, but, you know, Big yeah. companies like that, Cajun, Cajun yeah. construction, I know what they you mean. Call. Yeah, I mean, you have unlimited potential there. And well, but uh, it, it's capped too, though, in the sense that there's only so many hours in the day for you to do something. Yeah, you start building a business and you hire. It's like you. You got a bunch of lawyers out there. You couldn't handle all the cases that Brandner attorneys handle by yeah, yourself. But, but I mean, but, you know, what I mean by that is <clears throat> you go after bigger jobs. You go after these multi, multi-million dollar jobs. Um, you know, you could build yourself they up. Got Even these small contractors, I say small, the smaller contractors, not like Cajun Construction or whatever they call, but they, um, <clears throat> I mean, they make millions of dollars a year. I mean, if they're good, they can. Um, I don't know. And not only that, but you get to see something from the ground built up, which is what I, I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have all these things. I, I don't know. I've always, I just, now if I had to do it again, I'd be a contractor engineer. My dad was a civil engineer. Yeah. And back in the early 50s is when he, in the 50s, early 50s? I don't remember exactly when. Because I was not probably not born then. But he started working for the state. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he ended up working for the highway department. At that time, the highway department in the state paid a really good wage compared to what regular engineering firms paid. Right. But the engineering firms started passing up. And by that time, my dad was so situated in the state, and he worked, like I said, he worked for the highway department. All of the surveyors in the state answered to my dad. He worked in the section where they did map making. So all this before, you know, GPS and all the rest of that kind of stuff. Every day that there was pretty weather, they had, the state had a plane flying, taking pictures of the state. And they would bring and develop the film, and then they would shoot it down on this white board and kind of like draw, they would draw the maps of the state. And they used those uh, red and blue glasses, you know, yeah. 3D glasses. Yeah. And like you get the, the paper ones, except these were cool, like metal framed and everything. And every year... For like a week, he'd t- spend one day bringing one of us to work with him, spending the day, and then, and we always tried to steal them glasses because we wanted to watch Creature from the Black Lagoon. They right. always showed that in 3D, and he always stopped us. You know, I thought when he retired, he'd probably go over there and take five of them and just come give them to us. But then he was a civil engineer, and and I, my sister has it now, but he had a big drawing board, you know, uh, a, like a drafting board with the thing that rolls up and down to draw straight lines. And on that drafting board is a map of the Mississippi River that's like etched in there that he drew by hand. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, because that was one of the things he had to do. He told me about, like, my brother Alan has his slide rule, my dad's slide rule that Mm -hmm. works like a charm. Right. It's ivory, as a matter of fact, so I don't (laughs) want to piss off some PETA people. Yeah. But, yeah, I've been, you know, I've been hearing about the I-49 Carter since I was a kid. Because yeah. they, you know, they had plotted that out a long time ago. So maybe they, one day they still haven't gotten below no. ten. I don't understand. Gonna. Why don't they just Money. incorporate ninety? Well, that's what they're going to do. But there's a difference. They've been going to do that ever since I was a kid. True, but they're talking about. It. I talked about it on the radio several years ago about you know they always appropriate money for it and then the money gets spent somewhere else because somebody's got a brother-in-law. <laughs> they talked about also like making it a toll road. You know, like the bridge. Over, uh, what you call it? Uh, the lake. To lake, no, to Port Fouchon and, and all oh, of that, yeah, that yeah, bridge, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but, but making it a, a toll road to help to actually pay for it. Um, that would be, i that, that whole Highway 90 is a, is a perfect interstate. It's federal just, funding for that. And think about all the oil and gas that's associated with that highway. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. But yeah. guess what? It disappears. You know, you know how many, how much money has been appropriated by the state to build new roads, like especially up in Washington, no, Paris, Bogalusa. It's an interstate. It should be federal. Yeah, listening. What? It's political. I Somebody know, got I, a brother-in-law. I get it, but it, my point is, is that they ain't enough, doing it. There's enough. They they should. I mean, well, they should do a lot of things. They ain't doing. They shouldn't be threatening people with arrest because they disagree with a school board. But they're doing you're, that too. You're heavy on that right now. I don't have a skin in that game anymore. But if that if my kids were still little and going to school, and that the first time they would have raised that head, they're out and we're homeschooling. I, I just school board school board works for the voters. Yeah, that's, that's the, the way, way it's, it's supposed, supposed to be. But yeah, anyway. it's supposed so to let's be. get back. So why don't you run for the school board? I was asked at one point in time, I'm not doing that. Oh man, I ran for the state house. I'm like, Jesus Christ! My brother came to me. Why you want to be in that snake pit? So I'm just trying to bring the film industry to the state. A while ago, I thought about, many years ago, I thought about doing politics, but then it's such a, I hate to say non-rewarding, like I do everything for a reward, I don't, but no matter what you do, somebody's, somebody's complaining. Yeah, you can't please you everybody. You can't please anybody, but, everybody, you know. and then and then when you run for office, you got these guys who you didn't please, and all of a sudden, you know, Mike took a crap in the woods one time, and, and it's a big issue, Yeah, you yeah. know? Well, I was, that's what I always tell people, and I said it on the radio more than once. When you run for office, it's like you, you're all idealistic, and you go in there, and you're going to change things around, and you're fed up with all this corruption and crap and everything else, and you go in there, and it's like the first week you're there, some older statesman brings you into a dimly lit, smoky room, and in the middle of it is a table with a huge pile of cash on it right and you sit there and go well i need to if i don't take some of that cash to bring back to my constituents then i'm not doing my job by them right but the minute you put your hand in that money they got you so it's like in that sense it's like lose lose to win you're gonna lose it's a compromise deal anyway but the bottom line is don't compromise that often no it's um it's a uh, necessary evil. I don't know what to call it anymore. I, I, I'm so tired of politics. I really am. I and mean, I'm, and especially I'm just, when I had to wake up to it and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Well, politicians, I'm going to do it. It's kind of quiet now, but then it could just be, you know what I miss? 
the Daily News with Jon Stewart because he made fun of everybody and everything. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, mean, I know he's I know he's Democrat, but no, but he made fun liberal, of everybody. If something was stupid, he made fun of it. Yeah, you, you kind of you got an idea of what's going on, and and you uh, let me forget this. You got an idea of what's going on, and then you're um, you know you're mm-hmm. you're good. Hey, looks like I watched the I watched the, I watched the morning news, uh, the local stuff to find out what's going on here. But yeah, I have I have about ten. I used to have 25 or 30 news apps on my phone, and then when I got shown the door in radio, I got rid of most of them. So I have, like, a couple of nationals, like three locals, a couple of papers, that's it. I did, you know. Yeah, I, um... What's between me and where I got to go, and once I know that, then I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I, I just, you know, I don't... I don't know. The news... First off, news stations will not report it if it's good. They don't. Good doesn't attract viewers. All these viewers want to see negative stuff. The ratings go up. The more negative they are, well, like with these events, you need to know negatives. You need to know. The and negative. I and I don't want to know. Hey, there's a fire in Turkey, which they're now. You know, a lot of people are doing now. Like mm-hmm. you see it a lot with these local news stations. Oh, there's a fire in you know a fire in India, an apartment fire in India. I'm like, I really don't care. You know what I mean? They don't care if. You know, they didn't give a damn about the uh, the Hard Rock collapse. I mean, but it, you it's know, way over there, it's the it's other more, side of the it's world. It's more like we have other shit to worry about locally than an apartment catching fire in India. You know what I mean? I mean, and and the thing of it is, there are so many news apps out there that if you're like planning on catching a plane and going to India, yeah. you can go. I wonder if they had an apartment fire. Oh, look at this shit. Well, we ain't going there, honey. You know? Yeah, I mean, we're gonna bypass just, that one. Yeah, it's. I don't know. The news, the way it's going now, if they don't have anything negative report, they find something. They need to just focus on... Well, they also make up stuff, too. Yeah. So, okay, let's get back to it, because we're almost out of time. If you had... Like, if you could not be a lawyer anymore, and I don't even want to get into a reason why, just some shit happened and you can't be a lawyer anymore, would you go back to school and be a structural engineer, or would you try to look, try to find, you know... A profession that you could just walk right into now, what would it be? Um, I would be a contractor, um, just because it's something I enjoy doing. I mean, not I say I enjoy doing. I've I never really built a house, but but something that I could do. I mean, contractors for the most part delegate, right? They get their subs and everything else. Yeah, but they also need to know the fundamentals of everything that they're hiring a sub to do so that they can come in there and, and recognize if something don't look right. But right. yeah, you're right. They usually start out doing stuff bottom level and then once they master some of it, but no, you don't, you know, I don't know. What do you have to do to passing your license to get a license to be a contractor? You take contractors. It's not that big of a deal. Now, I, right now, currently, I wish I knew something about electric electricity because mm-hmm. I'd go turn on the the, the power to this house I'm, I'm living at, so that way, you know, because energy's taken three weeks so far to turn power on at the house. And we can't finish renovations because the house doesn't have power. Isn't that nice? Well, if you were a politician, that problem would be solved. Yeah. It would. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or if you had a radio show with, like, you know, 200,000 listeners. It would be solved. I just they, and you know what I, they always did right by me. Not not necessarily immediately, mm-hmm. 
but they always eventually came and did right by me. Interesting. Well, I mean, you know. I wish they would turn this stuff on, you know, because um, I, I just, you know, anyway. Electrical engineer or a con so a contractor. I think yeah, a contractor. Yes. My my uncle came from Cuba, like on the boat kind mm -hmm. of stuff, and went to LSU where he met my aunt, and uh, got a contract. They have, they have a, a construction degree over there. Got that, moved back to South Car South Car uh, South Florida. <clears throat> and he built a company that a big asphalt company is equivalent to like the Bow Brothers of South Florida, and mm -hmm. he sold it for uh, I think a lot nine figures, um, to some French company. To the frogs? Well, I mean, look, they bought it. You know. Hey, you know what? Write the check. Exactly. Well, I know what I would be if I had my druthers. I would like to be a Powerball recipient. I think that would be the best job for me is to just go out and once a month go, hello, check, and just uh, go inside and so get down to my undershirt and, and watch Cat and Kangaroo reruns. That I'm so have bored. I can't do that. I can't sit down. I, I just can't. Well, I could. As well, I eventually, no, I have several hobbies that I would do. You know, there's several things that I like to do that I don't have the time to do. Uh -huh. So if I didn't have to work anymore, yeah, I, there are several hobbies that I would do. But that... To me, I'm the best. The best job for me would be Powerball recipient. I think. Uh, I think that would probably probably be the best gig. Of course, I don't know where you go to college for that. You know. I mean, no, me. Study, study up on. No, me. If I if I got a bunch of money, I figure out ways to give it um, to people. Well, no. Let me tell you something. I don't want to win the like somebody in New York won the seven hundred million bucks. I'd be happy with the twenty million because you end up with ten, and for ten million. I can set my family up. I can pay off all my bills, get my kids set up, and then I can retire. And and I'm done. And I'm not bothering anybody for the rest of my... Of course, I can live here no more because so many people know who I am. Mm -hmm. So I would have to leave. But if I won like three, four, five hundred million dollars and you end up with three hundred million in a lump sum, yeah, that is, that's uh, foundation money. That's where you take like, you take 20% of it and do what I just said about with the kids and everything else. And then the rest of it, you hire somebody to constantly invest it, and you give away all the... Uh, I don't see how people blow through that. They do, though. Because they're stupid. I mean, people blow through that money yeah, quick. a lot of them do. But you know why? Because before you walk out of that building, somebody's conned you out of thirty grand. You know? See, that's why I would leave. Well, it's I would, like, it's I would like be professional gone. athletes. They don't have money. Like, you know, yeah. uh, Dan Marino doesn't have money. Yeah, well, they pissed it away. Yeah, pissed it away. I, mean, I know. I remember. Crazy. I remember. I didn't talk to Breeze, but there were some other people telling, like these young freshman NFL players, they're going, "You're making three, four, five hundred thousand dollars your first year, but you only make it during the season. Right. So the rest of the time, you're going to piss it all away." And go, don't do that. Get yourself a little apartment. Live on what were you living on before? Right. Live on fifty grand and take all the rest of it and put it away, or go buy a, a Jimmy John's, or go buy a Burger King, or something like that. Yeah, you know, that's what Breeze does. Yeah. Please, please, I have to go because we're out of time. Will you please use the contacts that I know you have to call Breeze and tell him to dump the tube? Oh, it's okay. I don't, I don't know Breeze. You lie. You know everybody. I don't know Breeze. You know people who know Breeze. Tell him to lose the tube. That is like the craziest. You don't just show up all of a sudden. And have yeah, hair. he's been a short hair. That hairline's way back here, and all of a sudden he's on NBC, and he's got hair down here like... like and like, even the short hair was like, he was yeah. bald in the middle. Yeah. So what? And, and look at, accept it. Look at Terry Bradshaw for crying out loud. You know, 
But you get know rid why? of the two. You know why? He yeah. moved to California. Yeah, but he also and... he listened to all the TV people who don't know. They, they yeah. don't live in the real world. It's like people reality shows. There ain't no reality shows. They script all that crap. Well, it's the same thing there. He's trying to tell... He's, all these people there are trying to tell Breeze what Joe Blow from Kokomo wants to see. Joe Blow from Kokomo don't want to see him like that. Why don't you put a wig on him like Julius Caesar with little curls across the front while you're at yeah. it? Yeah. You know? Just, just be a man, for Christ's sake. We watched you throw a football. You were going bald. Nobody gives a crap. Right. Lose the tube. That's a good way to end this show. We can just get a TV. We'll make some T-shirts and say, "Lose the tube." That'd be hilarious. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised someone hadn't done that yet. I'm surprised Dirty Coast hasn't done that. Lose the tube. Yeah, because they, well, like, they listen to they this show. They probably will. Blake Haney, lose the tube. Lose the tube. All right. So that's what Mike Brandon really thinks is that uh, Breeze should lose the tube. Breeze should lose the tube. There you go. All right, we'll talk to I mean, y'all. His wife's hot. Like, why do you need to? Yeah, who are you impressing? Exactly. You know, I mean, you got obviously you know what you're doing. How many kids he got now? Seven, to eight, ten. How many I don't kids? Know, he's got a lot. He's got a bunch more than I could. He's feed. a good dad too. You always see him. Oh no, no, he, he's a good man. Breeze yeah. is a good man and a good father. He's a good businessman. He just listens to the wrong people. You Lose think, the toupee. You think the toupee is as nice as he is? I think that toupee is stupid. And you know what? They hold that stuff on with this stuff called Baltimore tape, which uh-huh. is like double stick. I learned all this in the theater. Yeah. And it like it sticks to you, so it's eventually just going to start plucking them little fine hairs out, so he's going to end up being bald anyway. Why don't you get that, that thing where they put the circle on your head, the donut, and just spray some hair well, on You know, there. people, like, you ever seen a person with a toupee, and all of a sudden the toupee's moving? Like you and you kind of you kind of want to tell him, hey, you need to go shit, you need to go to the bathroom and go go fix yeah. that thing. But then you feel awkward because you know they don't think anybody knows. Everybody, it's like knows. a catch twenty two. It's like, should I tell him or should I not? Lose the tube. Yeah. There you go. Would you ever wear a tube? No. I would wear a tube if I were going bald, and it's like like uh, several actors I know who are bald. If the character they're playing calls for a tube. Yeah, but the two, John Wayne wore two. Well, actors and but, actresses you wearing those things—that's completely. No, different. they're actors and actresses who wear them all the time anyway. Billy Bob oh. Thornton is bald; he don't wear no two, you know. But he does if he's got to do a show. Yeah, if you got to do it, you got to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's so, what I'm talking about. But like, yeah, yeah, look. he sits in the chair. He literally scoots all the way down in the chair low, covers himself up with a little towel, and falls asleep. And they sit there and do his hair and makeup while he's snoozing. Yeah, just accept it. I mean, yeah, just yeah. accept it. So lose the two. Just accept the fact. That you should be an engineer and build buildings and piss off this lawyer stuff. No. And don't ever put a tube on. <laughs> Matter of fact, you should have a man bun. Actually, you know what I'd really like to do? I'd like to be a, uh, one, put on, like, you know these guys that, that go around hunting and fishing all the time? Like Don, was it Don? Don Dubuque? Yeah. No, you don't. Why? He told me that. He goes, guess what? It's 40 degrees and pouring down rain, and I still got to go out there and duck hunt so I can get on the news and tell people, well, don't come out here. I duck hunt in those conditions anyway. Yeah. Well, guess what? 20, do you go out when it's 15 degrees yeah. and sleeting? Yeah. Yeah, but you're a nin, you're a nincompoop. You're young, too. He ain't. Uh, yeah. Donnie Buke's getting up there. He's going, look, it don't matter what it is. I'm out there strudging around the mud and the slop, telling he, people he, what he it's like to, to go hunting. Heater. I think he's figured out a lot of that stuff, but I think he's probably going like, you know, I've been doing this shit 50 years. Look, it's, so, it's so nice sitting in a deer stand, one of those box stands or something like that with a heater. You know, it's all toasty. But I can't tell you how many shoes I blew through because apparently when you wear those mud boots with the heat, 
it melts the it, it melts the glue. It melts the glue in them, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's a little two toast. What do you think? Does does Brandon need a tube or a man bun or just a new pair of shoes? Uh, we'll find out next week. Next time we bullshit here because we're way over time here on Tell Me What You Really Think. Okay, thanks, Mike. Had a good time. Let's find out what else Mike is thinking about next week on Tell Me What You Really Think.